Yes, people, what's going on? It's episode 282 of Griff's Brain Dumb. It's me, Griff. Obviously, how you doing? It is Sunday, quarter past five. Um, Sunday the what? 26th of June. We're almost in July. I'll be in July next week. That means we are in the back end of the year. That's mean we're heading towards the end of the year. Right now, we're heading towards the middle of the year. We're going into the year, right? But then after, we're leaving. We're leaving the year. It's a countdown to a bloody Christmas. Going to start talking about shopping days and all that nonsense. It's going to be dreadful. It's going to be dreadful. But how you been doing? How's your week been? My week. Um, have I gigged this week? Have I gigged since Sunday? I don't think I have. No. I was meant to gig on Friday, but I got called off because the tube strikes. The bloody tube strike. The train strike. Bloody striking. Do another job. Don't don't like the conditions. Bloody. Train strike flag, but striking. What are you striking for? Listen, I've had enough of people having a go at these people striking. Unions are are important. I'm not even. I don't think I'm even lefty, really, on that one. I, I make. I guess it's by definition that would make me left wing, supporting unions um, or left leaning. But my thing's this, right? It's the fact that. Train workers are key workers, public workers, if you will, you know, public servants. I mean, they are private, they do work for private companies, they're not directly employed by the government, but it's an industry that has been nationalised and stuff, so they've got this kind of semi-relationship, the workers. You've got to remember that these train companies were bailed out by uh, the government, paid, not bailed out, but paid a lot of money. Um, they made record profits. They didn't make record profits. They did make, still made significant profit though. Sorry, during the, during lockdown, they still made profit, but it hasn't gone through to the workers. You see, and these unionized workers are saying, look, you're taking the piss. You are, you have habitually taken the piss. I mean, they haven't got pay rises for years, and a lot of us listening will be like, well, I haven't got a pay rise for a year. Guess what? You should. <laughs> you should have got one. Definitely in line with inflation. That's that's usually what happens in a healthy economy. But our economy is not healthy. Why? Because of because of circumstances. Yeah, I guess COVID. But was COVID mismanaged by the government? One hundred percent. Handing out contracts to your mates and stuff. Also, let's talk about pay rises. Let's, let's talk about public sector workers, teachers, nurses, police. All of those guys. Yeah. They haven't had pay rises. Maybe they've had maybe a 3% pay rise and stuff. It hasn't been in line with inflation. But the MPs in that same period, 10 years, I think, I think 10 years, they've gone up their MP salaries, gone up from, I think, 60-odd thousand to high 80,000, maybe 90,000. MP salary. I'm not saying the MPs shouldn't be paid. I'm not saying they shouldn't get a pay rise. But it's this thing of, the people at the bottom don't get a pay rise. The people at the top, they don't get a pay rise either, maybe. But they are paid so much that they are well above water. You know when the when the water rises, yeah, it's people at the bottom drown. Don't think that's even a saying, but it's, I've said it. <laughs> I've said it, so now it's a saying. It's set. Once it's said, it's it's a saying. Um. That's thing, but these guys at the top, they're not affected by these things. It's not it's not a rising tide thing. It's a there's a hole in the boat. 
you know and the people at the top while the boat's sinking there's a chance it can be fixed but while you're at the top you're not getting wet yeah it's the people at the bottom trying to fix the boat it's, it's crazy it's this crazy world we live in um and just the attitude towards um towards people who strike it i just find it i do find it odd i think it's just one of those things where because the issue it isn't your issue you don't care you know you, you don't you don't care um it, it's not your issue so you just what what they're striking for they're striking for pay this thing's not even pay it's 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 safety conditions they've made it focused on pay i was i was at the petrol station today just came out from football and i saw that the way they were um i saw the way the headlines were in the newspapers calling the union uh unions militant why do you use the word militant because you're making out like it's a war this negotiation that has, has stalled and I didn't know, stupidly, naively, it makes perfect sense, though now I've been told, that when you strike, as you, you don't get paid. So this kind of idea that people are striking for fun, no. They're literally going, this thing means so important to me, I will forego my uh, daily you know, my, my daily uh, salary or wage, whatever, my pay for the day, to protest. I'm striking. And for me, it's like when the reaction to strikes is never, wow, look how crippled we are when these people don't work. That's never our reaction. Our reaction is always, oh, they're annoying. Stop it. <laughs> Rather than, what do they want? Could, could you like not give them what they want? Because if you think about how often strikes happen, it's not a hostage situation. Again, what we're led to believe that they they just strike and they're holding us to ransom. It, it does strikes don't actually happen that often. So it's a thing of just keep them happy. Do the bare minimum, have a negotiation. Now I guess let's get let's try to be a bit balanced. I guess that sometimes the demands aren't meetable. Maybe they they're not maybe they're not uh, justified the demands. Okay, that's fair. But then you, you, you move towards the middle, right? But from what I'm hearing from these negotiations, there is no move towards the middle. It's actually a step back, you know? It's like someone having something listed for £10. You go, I'll give you a fiver. And they go, all right, I'll set it to you for £11. It's like, no, fiver. They say, all right, £10.50 and I'll punch you in the face as well. There you go, I've moved towards the middle a bit. It's just like, no. No, you started at 10. It's now 10 pounds 15, you're going to punch me in the face. Look, I clearly don't know the ins and outs and the intricate details of these negotiations between the unions and the government, right? Or the unions and the, and the train operating companies, I clearly don't know. But what I do know is that I, I support strike action when people do strike. Because I know it isn't a decision taken lightly. Yeah, you know, like, like another decision that's not taken lightly is abortion. Let's talk about the US abortion laws. Let's get straight into it. Come on, let's talk about it. So I've always known the words Roe versus Wade, always known that's a, a high profile case that relates to abortions. Um, but I've never really got into the intricate details of it. And, um, and I've read about it 
and I've read about it to the level that I understand it, but I haven't read back to the level that I can understand it and now relay it to someone else who didn't understand that they would be able to get what it means. I, I've read it to a level that I would be able to talk to someone who's more knowledgeable than me about it. See what I mean? That I wouldn't be completely ignorant about it. Um, but obviously Roe versus Wade, from what I have gathered, it, it was was basically saying that uh, abortion abortion became a constitutional right uh, and i think it was based on the idea of of privacy you know based on the idea of control over one's body kind of thing it's you're allowed to do what you want and then off the back of you know the privacy law in the sense you can do what you want other laws spun off that um same-sex marriage uh, the ban on sodomy got got lifted um contraception all those kind of things. It's just like, hey, you know, the the the, the state, the government. When I say the state, I mean the country. The government has no business in whether you want a kid or not. And if you want to make safe precautions uh, to not have a kid, don't talk about contraception. You can't get involved. When you talk about abortion, it's like, look, if you've got your reasons to have an abortion, that's up to you. You have a right to have an abortion. And for everyone who is anti-abortion, guess what? You have the right to not have abortions. Abortions aren't being enforced on people. There's no one-child rule. Yeah, that's not what's happening. We're not enforcing abortion. So you have the right to not have an abortion. Okay. Um, and I guess for me, I guess I'm, I'm quite liberal in that sense. Uh, in the sense of, you know women to your body do what you want kind of thing and i guess the law of of the roe versus wade was look they broke it it kind of broke down to trimesters and basically the first trimester that's the person's view government you cannot say shit about it yep you've got nothing to say barring you know just it needs to be done by a medical professional that's all and then I think the second trimester, it was, OK, the government has a bit more of a say. And then the third trimester, the government has just gone, no, you, you can't, you, you can't, you can't abort then. Right. And then I think there was another case in 1992. I remember dates. I can't remember names where the, the, the rights got increased further to like the second trimester, where it's now government have less say. You can't say shit. The woman wants to terminate in the second trimester. She doesn't need to have like. Let it basically it can't be onerous on the woman to actually get it done. That that became the change. So if it becomes onerous and having to do it, it's now disrupting her rights. So we got to I think it was two. We got we got two states. I know right. I can't remember the years now. We've got Texas. You had the Heartbeat Act, um, which. As soon as there's a detectable heartbeat, they deemed that as life. And they enforced that at state level. And the way they enforced it was there wasn't actually criminal action, it was civil action. You as an individual, if you thought someone's going to have an abortion, you sue them for £10,000 plus your legal costs and the court fees. And that, that's, that's how abortion was being uh, prevented in Texas. Yeah? So not a criminal thing. The law's not involved. It's just you as the person. So you pretty, if you're poor, I'm pretty incentivized just to be saying they're on an abortion. They're on an abortion. They're on an abortion. I'm just there running around, just looking for 
see if people have abortions. It's crazy. Imagine the situation where you're a guy, you get a woman pregnant and then she wants an abortion. As you're a guy, you tell her get an abortion, then you report her, then you get 10k. Crazy scenario, I know, but it could happen. That was Texas. Mississippi um, wanted to move the viability date back to 15 weeks, I think. Whereas after 15 weeks, uh, you know, you, you can't just have an abortion because it's an unwanted pregnancy. Um, and all of this culminated into getting to the Supreme Court. And where the Supreme Court's nine justices, nine judges, and it got voted six to three that actually they needed to uh, overturn Roe versus Wade. Meaning that abortion started, it came out of the uh, fetish, but stopped being a federal thing and became a state level thing, which meant in the individual states got to decide what the law was. Now for 13 states, trigger they're trigger laws which has banned abortion bam it's banned some of them have banned it even in the case of incest in the case of rape um i think some of them maybe even banned it in the case of the child's not compatible with life maybe i'm not sure the kind of four things is about it being child being compatible the feast being compatible with life, child being compatible with life depending on your perspective uh risk to the mother and they're not rape and incest. So they've all the ones that have banned it have got some kind of varying scale on those four things. Where some are like, we don't care, no abortions. It's it's life from conception. That's what some of these states are saying. And then you've got other states who are just like, yo, look, you can have an abortion, it's your right. You know, the states you'd expect, California, New York, and the states that you'd expect to be banned in abortions, you know, like the southern states. But what's more interesting, um, and I guess I can find it interesting because one, I'm not a woman, two, I don't live in America, um, is that there's states that are, don't have any clear real law on it. So what it then becomes, it becomes a party political thing, right? So I, I'm, I'm now going for senator of the state. And in my, whereas before I'm talking about the economy and I'm talking about jobs, you know what I mean? Immigration, um, all that, all that stuff, healthcare. Now, everything I say will actually depend on what my view it won't matter. Depend on my view on abortion as a senator, because if I say I'm anti, that means I'm going to lose whoop, a set of votes. They're like, we can't vote for this guy. Yeah, or you're getting people abstain. Like, imagine if you're a Republican and you're you're a bit quiet on abortion. They're like, hey, fucking Antifa. You know what I mean? And if you're a de- Democrat and you're a bit quiet on abortion, you're not you're not pro-choice. Then I'm like, bloody Trump. <laughs> you know, he just that's what it's gonna be. And um, it's crazy. It is is crazy for me. It's crazy because I feel feel like the. the, the where it was was the like I said you could just if you wanted an abortion you could get one if you didn't you didn't have to get one so I thought that's that's fair it's in the middle but then I do get both sides in the sense that whether I agree with both sides is different but I do get the campaigners because the campaigners who are anti-abortion from their their perspective it is life from conception 
And from their perspective, they are not getting their heads around how people are just going about their everyday life when there's people, in their mind, literally killing babies. That's how they see it. So their behaviour is quite congruent, congruent, without they, um, yeah, it's quite congruent without they like what they think, right? If they think you're actually going around killing babies, they're like, it's a bit odd. You're just carrying on driving, going to work. They're killing babies in this building. Why are we not burning it down? Some of them have. And to the other side, it's like, yo, I, it's my body. Um, you know, I've. My child's not, it's not compatible with life. Doctors have told me this. I'm not religious, so I'm not leaving this in God's hands. I, I it's, with a heavy heart, I'm going to have to have a termination. Why shouldn't those women be able to get a termination? Now, I guess you've got this group now. I guess you've got a, he's got a group, you know, I guess we discussed maybe the women who, who just got pregnant unplanned in America. It's just an un, it's just you know you didn't bother putting a condom. Maybe contraception failed. I don't know, but it's like, hey, I'm young, I'm pregnant, I don't want it. Right? And here's the thing: you gotta have some accountability, though, haven't you? Right? Like, if you're gonna have sex, there's the risk that you're gonna have a kid. And I think most people after a certain age, abortion isn't really a question. They're like, look, after a certain age, like, I'm I'm an adult. I I knew the consequences when I went raw. Yep, I said I was going to pull out, I didn't. Oh no. For me, in those situations, you can't really be just skipping along and being like, right, I'm an abortion. And in the UK, it's different because we have so many measures. Contraception's free, even by the morning after pill. Um, it's affordable, it's cheaper than a baby. Um, you know? But America doesn't have a welfare state. So you're gonna bring these kids, and you're gonna make sure you're gonna say these kids have to come into the world, and these parents don't want them. You're gonna just have Americans who are more underprivileged Americans. Will it be part for adoption? How's your adoption system looking like? See, at least in the UK, we have the healthcare system, we have a welfare system, so. It almost feels like in the UK that a child is the state's property and you are the custodian of that child. Yep. Because if you mess up, the state says we're coming in and we're taking that child. (laughs) Whereas in America, it's kind of like, that's yours, bitch. (laughs) Deal with that. Your kid, deal with it. But I I don't want the kid. Not our problem. But you said I wasn't allowed an abortion. So... Me personally, like I said, like I think that's my view on abortion. I don't think abortion should be like easy. And I don't think they're an easy decision for any woman. But, well, I shouldn't say for any woman because there are some who've had multiple. But what I'm saying is, it, it's in those circumstances, like for me, rape, incest, woman's uh, life and the child being incompatible with life outside of the womb. All four of those to me categorically allow an abortion. To what age? I don't know. I think it's currently second trimester. Leave it there. Leave it. If the doctors have said that's where it could go, just leave it there. I'm not a doctor. Just leave it there. 
Now, abortions because it's just unplanned. Eh? I'm not with the guy anymore. Eh? It's inconvenient. Eh? It's, you know what I mean? It's not what I planned. Eh? For me, it's like, well, there's got to be a bit more uh, strictness on it. I'm not one of those people who necessarily think it's life at the point of conception, though. Um, there's very simple four exercises you can do if you do believe it's um, life at the point of conception is this you go into a burning uh, fertility facility right and don't ask why but you go into a room right and there is a vat of a thousand fertilized and viable embryos these embryos will if they're put into a woman's womb will grow into healthy living babies and into adults nothing wrong with them 100% guaranteed they'll grow into babies I said a thousand actually let's make it 10,000 you can make it a million if you want don't care do you tell me the number in one corner of the burning facility you're about to save it but then you hear the cry in another room and it is a baby yeah an actual baby and one that's been born outside of the body there right baby you can only save one you can either save the vat of all those embryos which like you said if you believe they are it's life at conception you're going to save one million lives or you can save the baby which one are you going to leave in the burning building for me it's very easy for me to say i'm saving the baby and leaving the vat of embryos i don't know if you are if you genuinely believe in life at conception then it should be very easy right you just save the vat of embryos you save a million lives you don't know this baby I didn't even say the baby's going to grow up to be a nice person. Could we grow up to be a right arsehole? I don't know. But which are you going to save? So for me, that's where the argument that is life at conception falls apart for me. But it's a crazy time in America. And what's the fear is now, like I said, it's going to be a knock on effect to uh, different laws and stuff where it's so it's going to be crazy times, man. It's going to be crazy. Times. It does feel a bit handmade, tailly. Um, it does feel a bit hammer's tailly. Oh, oh, oh man, I saw some comedians online. I need to find it. Because he, he basically made that. He basically said, Handmaid's Tale is actually just slavery. Just like what happened to black people. And that if. Uh, and now, if you used to make a show about what happened in slavery in terms of you know, women being transported against their will and just being impregnated. And their offspring being taken off them. It's like if you used to make that, people go, "Aye, this is just a bad version of Handmaid's Tale." It's like, no, this this what actually happened. But talking about race, hey, talking about race, talking about black people, let's talk about Gary Lineker. <laughs> oh, Gary, and it's funny, mate. So he's being dragged on all of uh, all the blog sites and stuff this week because he said that he suffered. Racial abuse uh, for his darkest skin. Now, here's the thing about this. I uh, I actually happened to listen to the podcast. 
And what he said was perfectly acceptable. Perfectly normal, perfectly rational. Nothing weird. Because some of these blog sites are reporting that he said he got bullied because he's dark-skinned. He didn't say he's dark-skinned. He said he's darkish-skinned. Dark-ish-skinned. Obviously, compared to white people. And if you've seen pictures of Gary Lineker when he was like younger, even his early football career, oh man, I would not be surprised if he heard the P word. Yeah? I see pictures of him, the music would have stopped in certain pubs. He would have heard a whole lot of shit. I think people don't understand, right? I think what it is, because is what what makes you laugh? Here's here's the thing that exposes the racism in it, right? And we'll get we'll get trivial about it in a bit. Here's the exposes racism in it. In 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 the and makes sorry, it makes it more believable for me. Because I grew up in a white town, as everyone knows. So I think a lot of black people seen it, they just grew up around other black people. So for them, Gary Lineker's just a white man. Like it's it's undoubt there's no doubt in their mind he's white. But I also found for a lot of black people that if someone is is not half black and half white, if they were to say they're mixed race, so they're half Indian, half white, they can't get, some of them can't get their head around that person being mixed race. They're like, how are they mixed race? Because in their mind it's just black. Everything's black. You're either black or you're not. And in their mind it's like, if an Asian person's kind of down, they're, they're, they're kind of black. That's in, in their mind. Uh, I know I know black people because the Asian person's from like Trinidad or Guyana, they're like, well, they're black, isn't it? It's like, no, they're not. They're, they're Asian. Different race. They're Caribbean, yeah, but they're not. They're not black. Yeah? I think that's what's happened there is that black people who grow up in black areas can't see how this guy could possibly be racially, suffer any racial abuse because he's just a white guy. But if you look at Twitter comments from white people and the the jokes they're making all he said he all he said he said he said darkish skin they've gone straight to black as well same way that lewis hamilton is a bit lighter than me yet any time you he goes to like spain or those countries and people dress as lewis hamilton's family all these racists manage to find the same brand of boot polish don't they it's just jet black because to them that's that's it there is no gradient. There's no darkish to someone who's white and racist. You, you're just, you're not white. So fuck off. That's, that's it. So someone like Gary Lineker in the 70s. You know what I mean? Gary Lineker in the, in the or 60s. He grew up, in, he was born in the 60s. He grew up in the 70s, 80s, out of London. He ain't cosmopolitan. You've got, he's got olive skin. They're like, they, he would have been called all kinds of names. And I fully believe it. Why? Because my mate Sean. <laughs> my mate Sean. Who we used to call Dim. Why do we call him Dim? His thing. So it, we didn't go to the same primary school. We went to secondary school together. I was introduced to him as Dim. I assumed. Now, I, I assumed he was called Dim. Because it was some Chinese name that he had. Yeah. Well, he's Chinese. I need to find out he's called Dim because he looked like Roberto Di Matteo. And it's like, ah, oh, right. So if you look at Roberto Di Matteo, he looks kind of Asian, right? 
He's Italian. He looks Galvation. And my mate Sean is just English. White English. Like Gary Lineker. Like I've met both his parents. He looks like his dad before anyone says, hey. <laughs> he looks like his dad. But he's, he's just a, he's an Asian version of his dad. Now he's older. He looks more like, uh, like Kazakh. You know, he looks like Bivol, right? Dimitri Bivol. So he grew up being called the C-word, yeah? Just for, you know, the racial slur for Asian, Chinese people. To create even more confusion, his grandma was black, right? His, his, his granddad remarried to a black woman. So he's got uncles of mixed race. But again, mixed race now in 2022, growing up in Harlow... When we grew up, black. They're not mixed race. They're black. They, they're dreadlocks. They're everything. You might know them cousins, the judo guys, if you know, if you know them, right? I said my town. I've got a joke about it, but it's real. Dark skin, you're black. Light skin, you're black. You'll be Turkish with a shape up. You're black. Like that was my town. Any kind of ethnicity. That's it. So Gary Lineker, he would be like. I'm, I'm white guys. Another friend, Rachel. My mum, as no, me and Rachel went primary school, secondary school together, and again, my mum knows both her parents. And even then, my mum would pull it on her parents. Goes, one of you must have some kind of Asian in you, because <laughs> she just dark, like darkish skin. She would literally go in the sun for twenty seconds and brown. Just brown and like a natural brown as well. It didn't look. It just like oh okay, boom. It's brown. Asian out of nowhere. And it'd be crazy, but guess what? White, English. I mean, her surname was Irish, so I was literally about to say her surname. Shane, Shane on the pod can't be saying people's full names on the pod. She, um, so I guess she was ancestrally Irish. But yeah, there you go. Now, I don't know if there's some throwback genes. I don't know if it's... Maybe they are part Asian. I don't know. Maybe if Sean does a bloody genealogy thing, he's, he's Genghis Khan's great, 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 great nephew. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, the point I'm making is, if you're not from a cosmopolitan town, you're from just like a white town, yeah, you will get racial abuse. You'll get racial banter if you don't just look white. You'll get racial abuse. You won't get racial, but you'll get abuse if you're ginger. Ginger! You're still white. You're almost the whitest of whites being ginger. Still get racist. You get, not, not, I can't say racist. You're not getting racial abuse. You're, you're not a race if you're ginger. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but yeah. So I fully believed Gary Lineker thing. But people are upset. But, in all fairness, most of it was banter. And some of the memes that came off that were flipping hilarious. Even though I understood what he said. The memes that came off the Gary Lennon thing cracked me up, man. I was dying with some of those memes. Flipping hilarious. But no, but but I said, I have no doubt. Yeah, definitely. Um, Right. Then, um, what else has been upsetting people? So on the other way, Black Little Mermaid. That's upset people, isn't it? Hey, Black Little Mermaid. 
Some people in the comments, when that got announced, they're really mad at Disney. Go, why do we keep changing white characters to black characters? Why do we keep changing the race, the ethnicity, the nationality of these characters? Now, here's the thing. If it's a real character, if it's a real life historical figure, I agree with you. Don't change it. That's 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 just wrong. Incorrect. Yeah. If it's a fictional character and their race is actually important to the character, like Shaft, uh, for me, James Bond, I feel like James Bond is a white guy. I think that's fair. I think just the job he did, it starts creating a weirdness if he's now black. You can have a different secret agent, another 007, that's a code name. But James Bond, he is a he's a white guy from Scotland, right? That's I think that was the, the character's biography. That don't change that. But if you are a fictional character that's also a mythical creature, like a fucking mermaid. <laughs> yeah? I don't think it matters if you're black or white because you've got a fucking fishtail for legs. You know, it's just like, I could believe it's half person, half fish, but I don't, I cannot take that they're black. No, it's too far. It's not fucking about with it, Disney. It's not fucking about. All right? It's not messing about. <laughs> it's like, what? What? Buddy, who cares? Got a talking crab, Sebastian. He was he was from the Caribbean. Not sure what island he was from. The accent was a bit eh, but eh. I didn't hear any crabs complaining. Oi, use a real crab. Lobsters going. Actually, it should have been a lot historically. It was on lobster. You know what I mean? What about Ursula? I bet no one give a shit if Ursula was black. Ursula was purple anyway, right? She was half human, half octopus, isn't it? Like, I don't know. Like, who who actually cares what colour Little Mermaid is? I mean, maybe. Again, let's talk about the gingers. Maybe there were some red-haired kids, red-haired girls. It's like, none of the Disney princesses are a ginger like me, mum. And then it's like, oh, but look, Ariel is, she's got red hair, like you. And they're like, I haven't got red hair, mum, I'm ginger. And it's just like, no, it, it's red, like yours. That's why they call you a redhead, because you're red. You're just like Ariel. And it's like, really, mummy? Am I pretty like Ariel? It's like, you are. You're prettier than Ariel, because you have legs. You're not half a fish. It's like, okay, mummy. And then they've grown up with the whole identity that I'm a pretty mermaid. And now she's black. <laughs> How I better relate. I don't know the same way you scream and sing at Beyonce songs. Like, just crack on. She's not, she's not, I said, she's not a real person. It's like someone getting mad that Superman no longer wears glasses. It's... Because I know Superman is important to a lot of young boys who grew up wearing glasses. 
Like that was that was the one example for them. But it's like, hey, look, I know you didn't want to wear glasses and you look fucking ridiculous because we can't make kids' glasses look cool. But look, Superman wears glasses. And he's like, but he doesn't, mummy. Superman doesn't wear glasses. Clark Kent does. His shitty alter ego. <laughs> Superman doesn't wear glasses because he actually has amazing vision. He even has x-ray vision, mummy. He can see through walls. I can't see my hand in front of my face. It's like, yeah, but he does wear glasses sometimes. Hey, hey. So you're Superman now. And now Superman's like, I don't need these stupid glasses. I, I just... I wear them as a shitty disguise. It's literally the only thing different from my face than when I'm Superman. Um, and it's it's full the whole of Metropolis. You fucking idiots. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All right, if it's, but if, if it's what upsets people, fine. It's your right. It's your right to be upset. I mean, what else? Is, we've got people upset about black people on Love Island. They're saying that oh, the four people that have left the island have all been black. I mean, one article said the three people left the island being black. They literally forgot the fourth one completely because she was so fucking boring. Um, it's big. I don't think they've been voted off because they're black because none of them have been voted off. If we go in order, I think it's Afia. She just didn't get coupled up with anyone because they're already in established couples. Ekin Sue is the person who came in with her and she was on fucking bits. She was on job. She came in and she's like, I'm taking a man. You can try to make friends. I am fucking taking a man. So that's what she did. Came in, swooped, got a man. Bagged a man. Next one coming was um, was Remy. Yeah, he came in with Jay. Guess what? Jay was on smoke. Remy's trying to talk to four or five different girls. Trying to do the deep voice Manchester thing. I don't really care what you're talking to, you know. I don't really care. I don't really care, you know. So, no. Get, get what I mean. Start firing, bruv. Pick a girl. Put it on her. Stick it on her. It's Love Island. Guess what? Didn't get recoupled. Left the island. Left the villa. Right? So that's two. They haven't been voted off. They just weren't on smoke. Then the next two, were they voted off? Nope, they had the least number of votes. That means people didn't vote for them because they hated them. People didn't vote for the people they disliked the most. They vote for the people they liked the most. Yeah? So that doesn't mean people don't like you. Imagine the general election. Put it like this. If we did the general election, rather than voting for your... And let's imagine that people actually voted for who they want to be prime minister because a lot of people don't realise they don't vote for that. They vote for who they want to be their MP in their area and then those votes get tallied up. Right, so let's just imagine uh, you vote for your prime minister. Yeah? I'd probably say Boris would win. Let's say we vote for who didn't want to be prime minister. Guess who'd have the most votes? Pretty sure Boris would have the most votes. So the person who got the least votes in the first vote doesn't mean that, hey, no one likes you. It's just, no, I just like this person more than you, that's all. No, I don't dislike you. I just like 
How much of my bloody... Look, cost of living's going up. You want to spend all my money on fucking Love Island votes? Shut up. Voting once. That's what I'm voting for. Shut it. So they, they went out there. Guess what? There was two black people still in the house, meaning they got enough votes being popular enough. So is Love Island racist? No. Not this year. <laughs> anyway, I've been chatting for 40 minutes. Let's get some Dear Deirdre. So I'll get some errands done in my house and then I can carry on trolling the shit out of, um, out of my mates. Um, right, let's get some Dear Deirdre on. Dear, 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 dear. Oh, dear, dear, Deirdre. Let's go up. Um, it's really good to do the pod in the middle of the day as well, not fall asleep mid-pod. Um, last week, I fell asleep mid-pod, started talking about Peter Andre. I mean, that is crazy. That Peter Andre, um, you know, it's in my head. I don't, I don't worry, it's in my head. I have no idea. Um, right, let's see. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh fucking hell nah I can't I can't do that <laughs> can't do that I'll read the title and you lot can laugh at the fact that why I can't do it as uh, I can't make fun of it torn up anonymous letter told me my perfect daughter 14 is a prostitute you see I, I mean no I, I'm sure I could extract the funny from it um, live Live on stage, not being recorded and chronicled forever. Because <laughs> I don't edit this pod. And I'm... No. Ugh. Right. Jesus Christ, dear Deirdre. What is going on? I've got people suffering from illness. I've got menopause. I've got brother died during operation. Why? Right, let, let's come on, let's get the sex. God. Jesus. Sex and money is what I want to do. You guys are just... Dear, dear, she's gone way, way too serious. Anyway, slow start. We have only had sex three times in 11 months since getting married. Dear, dear, my husband and I are newlyweds. But we might as well be living in a nunnery. We've been married for 11 months and had... And had and have only had sex three times during that period. He's 32, I'm 28. And the reality is we live like more like nuns than a couple. Why? What's happened? I'm concerned that he never t- wants to touch me. I think he must think I'm unattractive. Why did he marry you then? Um, he says that I put too much pressure on him, which is a turn off for him. Now nah, he's lying. He might be gay. Or he suffer from erectile dysfunction. You have to say it like that. Like the advert. Erectile dysfunction. Um, every night he rolls over and falls asleep. I mean, I fall asleep as well. And we all fall asleep, right? And then sometimes the hang gets hard. And you just jab it in her back. And you're like, all right, girl. As is for romance. <laughs> every night he rolls over and falls asleep. I'm starting to, to become dependent on my vibrator. Yeah, I'm not sure what to do next. So get, I bet this guy would be rattled. He ain't had sex with you at all. And then when you bring out the Dong Master 5000, yeah? You know what I mean? Plug in. It's not even battery. It needs to be mains. Mains powered. Dong Master 5000. Drill action. Drill and hammer action. <laughs> Ew. 
going to be like, Oi! What's this? You whore! She's like, Flaming sex with a bit of rubber. Shut up, Dave. Shut up. Um, yeah, so I, I can predict the next time we will have sex um, will be our wedding anniversary and my birthday. And then nothing. Rah, he's giving you sex for your birthday. Crazy. How do I work through this as it's really getting me down? I mean, there's one thing having the lower sex drive, but come on, you've got to have some oblig- obligatory sex if you're married, I feel like. You know? After a while, you just be like, I haven't have sex, but hey, I've got to give some things. Man or woman, I've got to give some things because they've got no reason to stay with me right now. <laughs> I mean, I even cook it. Not be cleaning and do nothing. No reason. Ah, oh dear. So, yeah, I th- um, what to do? Depression, I don't know, man. I don't know, just, I guess you got to sit down, mate. Do what you do. Here's, here's some toxic advice. Break into his phone. Have a look through his phone, his laptop. See if he's looking at porn. See the type of porn he likes. Yeah? If he's got some wild shit, but you can fulfil it, do it. Do it. If he likes all the leather and stuff, then flipping, come in looking like Catwoman. Do it. Commit. Commit to the bit. Yeah, to come in looking like Catwoman, be like, meow. Make all pussy innuendos, and he'll love it. Or he'll be scared shitless and know that you've gone through his laptop. But maybe you go through his laptop and you'll see bare wanks. Just wang on wang action. What are you going to do then? I guess you leave him, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's my advice there. All right, hands off. I'm jealous of my wife having massages in just her knickers. Why don't you get in your knickers and get some massages then, mate? Oh, hey. Anyway, dear Deirdre, my wife is having physiotherapy with the cutest monsieur in town. And it's driving me crazy. Wait, you have this. You've you've called this man the cutest monsieur. I, I, I don't understand what's happening here. Do you fancy him? Like you're, are you jealous? I joked. You know, I thought he was jealous as in another man's touching your woman. But are you jealous that another man's not touching me? Like, uh, what's happening here? Let's read it. Because it's a plot twist from what I've read it as. My heteronormative perspective. Read it all wrong. Let's read it. Uh, we have been married for six years. I have a three-year-old daughter. And we're trying for another baby. I love her more than anything, but her weekly sessions with this medic are making me lose my mind. Um, I'm 34, she's 31, and this man is 38. Reluctantly, she was cycling, fell off, and injured her hip badly. She now has no, she now has sessions with this physiotherapist. Because of her injury, she apparently has to be treated in her knickers. Yeah, it's a hip. Makes perfect sense. Uh, she said she might try it and fix him up with her single best friend and i heard her raving about him to her okay normally she is the one who gets jealous i've never felt as irrational as this i don't know what has come over me because this man is oiling up his hands and rubbing them all over your woman's hip and the hip is attached to the ass around the back and the hip is also attached to the purse around the front yeah, and she's all excited, trying to hook him up 
with her mates and you're thinking wait if she was single she'd want to hook up with him yeah and you know that he's a man so he might be like hey you can massage me sometime because he's not a professional he's like fuck my career stroke my penis you know what I mean <laughs> listen mate just calm it down because do you want your wife to be the bloody wheelchair have a hip replacement and stuff because you said no don't talk to this guy I don't want a massage hey you just have to imagine he's not slipping any fingers in and just just carry on mate yeah it's just he's a professional imagine imagine if I did my wife's had a few massages imagine if I didn't send her for a massage because I was like what if it's a bloke actually <laughs> in a strange way she did get massage from a bloke who ended up being my physiotherapist as well um, and it was funny because she was like I would prefer a woman to massage me then this bloke then she was like oh I was a bit uncomfortable but I needed a massage and then she goes oh it's really nice Damien's lovely because he's like really softly spoken he's not gay though but he's like soft <laughs> I was like what are you talking about then I met him and I was like perfect description <laughs> uh, dear right uh what the hell right which one Ooh, which one do we go for which one do we go for all right my wife says she's been a good friend but i'm sure she's sleeping with her ex all right let's see what's going on here Dear Deirdre, I think my wife is taking me for a fool, pretending to play happy families while she carries on with her ex. She says she's just helping him out as a friend, but I'm certain they're having an affair. Why are you certain? Let's hear. I'm 32. My wife is 29. We've been married for two years. Everything was great until her ex-boyfriend from college, who's 30, contacted her on social media. For why? For why? I mean, I've had an ex contact me on social media and... Um, I thought I'll hear the message just put you in case it's something really important guess what it wasn't <laughs> I just you know what I mean I read the message replied like kind of like okay cool and then just moved on she's like hey maybe we could like meet up and I was like no <laughs> no I think it would nice it I was like no I don't, don't think we can so what, what's, what's, what's this? So I want to know what happened in this message where it developed into a conversation where you're now not even just talking. You've now met up and you're hanging out. Please tell me. Um, she told me he treated her badly and broken her heart. So I was surprised she seemed happy to hear from him again. Oh, dear. She broke it. Yeah. His, her heart was broken. Doesn't mean she stopped loving him. Um, at first, uh, they just messaged each other. But then she started talking to him on the phone and meeting him for a cop. Fuck off. Pissing me off reading this. Headbutts being handed out for free everywhere. Uh, she told me it was all innocent. Apparently, he's been going through a hard time since he split with his partner. And she's helping him sort things out. Go talk to your other friends. Go talk to your sister. Fuck off. Don't talk to my wife, innit? I'll punch you in the nuts. Mate. Anyway, she says he's depressed. And um, he's depressed and doesn't have any friends apart from her. Lies. He's going to steal your girl. She so you weren't your girl in the first place. But you're married, so it's long. So just 
Do you know what I mean? End that. Um, now she's begun going around this place once a week or so. She's always gone for at least two hours. Yeah, they're going to end up... If they're not had sex, they're going to end up having sex, mate. When I said I wasn't happy about it, she got angry and said I should trust her. I should... I should fr- throw your clothes on the front garden. You know like how women do in, in music videos. I should burn your shit and key your car and throw your clothes. Scream from you. I've changed the locks. I'd love to see a bloke do that to a woman. It'd just be hilarious. I know it looked like abuse because it's abuse the other way as well, but it'd just be funny to see, right? Just, just do it pure feminine energy. To, just taking off items of his clothing and joy, just throwing it at her feet. You can take back this T-shirt that you bought me. <laughs> anyway, she, um, she even accused me of being heartless because he isn't well. Fuck him. If he isn't well, NHS still exists. Use it while it lasts. But sometimes when she comes back, she smells fresh like she's had a shower. Jesus. Once she even showed me new sexy dress she'd bought when they went out shopping together. I mean, if she bought the dress for shopping, that's while out shopping, that's different. If she's putting on the dress before meeting him, that's, that's wild. She said she got it because she wanted to look good for me. Yet she tried it on in front of him. Mud. When I tried to access her messages, I found she changed her passcode. Ha! <laughs> she spoke to one of... I spoke to one of my old mates about this. And he, he says, I'm being cuckolded. I need to put my foot down. Yeah. Oh, dear. But sometimes, when we're at home together, things are really good. She tells me how much she loves me. And how she wants to start trying for a baby. Mate, that child will not be yours. I'm so confused. Am I being unfair or is her behaviour unreasonable? Listen, bruv, like I said, if she's not cheating yet, she will cheat on you. Dead it. Kill it. End it. Destroy it. Throw it in the bin. Set it on fire. Piss on it. Roll it down a hill. Into a river. Shoot it while it's in the river just kill them it's done relationship's done right absolutely done right people that is the end of the pod um i I need to gig this week because i will not have gigged for like two weeks and that's not me um so i need yeah need to do something maybe wednesday we'll see We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. All right, people, that's the end of the pod. I'm just um, rambling. All right, that's it. Um, listen, if you agreed with anything I said, it was just an opinion. And if you disagreed with anything I said, it was just a joke. Ha! <laughs> it's Chris Brain Dump. Cheers. Bye.